We're going to turn to 2 Samuel chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 17 through 21 together from the Amplified Bible. Let's go. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to look for him, but he heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come out and spread out for battle in the valley of Rephim. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly hand them over to you. So David came to Belperazim, and he defeated them there, and said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. So he named that place Belperazim, Master of Breakthroughs. The Philistines abandoned their pagan idols there. So David and his men took them away to be burned. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God that we serve. In the book of Judges, we won't turn there, but beginning in the 13th chapter, of judges. We have the first appearance of the Philistines. The Philistine oppression of Israel, it began in the days of Samson in Judges chapter 13 right through to Judges 16. Ever since the defeat of the Israelites, and the fall of King Saul and his sons in 1 Samuel chapter 31, the Philistines seem to have secured possession of the principal places in the land of Israel. The Philistines were a thorn in the sides of Israel. Wisconsin, right through. And now, the Philistines learn that David has been chosen king by the entire nation of Israel. And learning that David was planning to unite all Israel, the Philistines thought it was best to carry out an assault, to carry out an assault on David before David had the time to establish his army and to settle the affairs of the kingdom. David has just come to the throne for the whole of Israel. He's been reigning in Judah for a season, but now the whole of Israel, they gather in Hebron and they all come together, all the elders come together, and they anoint David as king. As soon as the Philistines hear about this, they decide to attack, to assault David before David has time to get his army together and to get the kingdom settled. He's greatly outnumbered. So David inquired of the Lord if he should attack. In fact, I want us to, before we move on, I want us to learn something here. 
throughout the lifetime of David. David fought his battles the way that God instructed him. In every instance, this is incredible. I don't know if you realize this or not, but in every instance, when David went to war, number one, he asked God if he should fight or not. Every time, in every instance, right from the beginning throughout his reign as a warrior, when he was going into battle, he would ask God if he should fight or not. Secondly, he followed God's instructions carefully in every battle. And thirdly, he always gave God the glory. He always gave God the glory. You see, church, we can go wrong in our battles. This is just a kind of a precursor to what I want to jump into, but I can't pass this without giving it a little bit of attention because there's a lesson here to learn. We can go wrong in our battles by ignoring these steps. And instead, we do what we want without considering God's will. Now, let, let's look at this carefully. We can go wrong in our battles. You might be in a battle right now. There may be some warfare going on. Oh, listen carefully. There was no greater warrior king than David. And David patterned his life and principled his life in such incredible ways. He asked God every time, every battle, should I fight them or not? He followed God's instructions carefully and he always gave God the glory. And we can go wrong in our battles by ignoring these steps. And instead, number one, we do what we want without considering God's will. Secondly, we do things our way, ignoring God's word. And then we take the glory ourselves or we give the glory to someone else without acknowledging the help that we received from God. I just had to throw that in there because it's so important for this 2023. So David, having gone to God, should I fight them or not? God assured him of the victory. So you know what David did? David went on the offensive. He did not go on the defensive. David went on the offensive and he defeated the Philistines saying, get ready guys. Here's what he said. The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Like a breakthrough of water. There's no greater force than the force of water. Force, the forces of water and fire are phenomenal. And David said, 
God has broken through, through for me like the breakthrough of water. And he called the name of that place Master of Breakthroughs. He called the name of that place Master of Breakthroughs. David's victory at Bel Perizim, and in particular, listen, in particular, the renaming of the place, it sets the stage for this year's theme. And today, in this moment, I'm going to present to us Nairobi Lighthouse Church, the theme of 2023. Are you ready? Come on, are you ready? We're going to go places with God this year. Come on, God's got some things in store for us this year. God's going to do something supernatural this year. God's going to turn some things around this year. Our theme for 2023 is breakthrough. Breakthrough. Breakthrough 2023, somebody. This is your year of breakthrough. This past Sunday, Pastor Nelson laid an amazing foundation for our theme with his excellent message. With his excellent message on sacrifice, the master key to success. If you were not here last Sunday, I want to invite you to please download and listen to last week's message on any of our media platforms, please. He began with the statement. This was the first statement of Pastor Nelson. This year is full of limitless possibilities and wonderful privileges. And you need to see these as gifts from God's hand to yours. This year is full of limitless possibilities and wonderful privileges. And you need to see these as gifts from God's hand to yours. He went on to say, if you believe and receive the promises of God, your year will be supernatural. If you believe and receive the promises of God, your year will be supernatural. Indeed, as he was ministering that word, I thought supernatural breakthroughs. Supernatural breakthroughs. And then Pastor Nelson took us to Psalm 23, and he gave us seven things out of Psalm 23 that God will do for me. First, God will lead me. He will lead me. He will restore. He will refresh my soul. He will guide and comfort me. He will protect and empower me. And as I was writing these down, I came to the realization that actually each and every one of these are breakthroughs. Each and every one of these seven things that God will do for me are breakthroughs. Come on, he will lead me. He will restore me. 
He will refresh my soul. Come on, I'm breaking through in restoration this year. I'm breaking through to refreshing this year. He will guide and comfort me. He will protect me and empower me. And then pastor taught us that we learned. David said twice, I will. Verse four, I will fear no evil. Verse six, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And pastor made this statement. We cannot sacrifice without surrendering our will. We cannot sacrifice without surrendering our will. And then as pastor Nelson ministers, he gave us another four points. Nuggets, nuggets. <laughs> oh, it's so powerful. Please listen if you weren't here because this is laid such an incredible foundation for our breakthrough. He gave us four ways in which sacrifice takes shape in our lives. I want you to remind me, if you were here last Sunday, I want you to remind me of these four things. Four things that, four ways in which Sacrifice takes shape in our lives and they all begin with the letter S. What's the first one? Singing praise and worshiping God. This is the first way in which sacrifice develops and takes shape and begins to form us. Secondly, the word seeking. Seeking God in prayer and fasting. That's what we're doing right now. We're on day eight. Come on, we can do this thing, guys. Seeking God in prayer and fasting. Thirdly, a sanctified and holy life before God. Sanctified, set apart, a holy life before God. And then the final S, sharing life with others, connecting with others. I want to add to all that he brought. I want to add just this one statement. In keeping these four ways, our life will be aligned for the breakthrough that we so often require. The keeping of these four things, the way sacrifice takes place in our life is through singing praise and worshiping God, seeking God in prayer and fasting, sanctified, set apart, holy life before God, sharing life with others, connecting with others. As we keep these ways, offering unto him that sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, in his name. When there's no way through, we can't seem there be no way through these walls seem impenetrable. Listen to me, church. If we offer up the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name, we are being positioned. We are being aligned for breakthrough in our lives. We don't wait for the breakthrough and then start singing. Come on. Come on, church. 
We don't wait for the breakthrough before seeking God. No, we seek God in prayer and fasting when nothing is working out, when everything around us seems it can't open, no doors are opening. We are seeking God and that positions us, that gets us to go forth into our breakthrough. Come on, we stay sanctified, set apart, living a holy life unto God. Come on, that positions us and gets us ready to see a breakthrough. The master of breakthroughs will see us through. Sharing our life when we don't feel like sharing. When we don't feel like connecting. When we want our own little pity party. And we're just not interested in connecting and sharing. Oh, come on. Keep sharing. Keep sharing. Keep reaching others for Jesus. When you don't feel like it, your position yourself, uh, if you build God's house, God will build your house. You're positioning yourself for a breakthrough. So write this. Sacrifice positions us for breakthroughs. Sacrifice positions us for breakthroughs. You need a financial breakthrough, sacrifice. I want you to notice that David named, actually renamed, David renamed that place master of breakthroughs. Not just breakthrough, singular, but breakthroughs. The master of breakthroughs. And that's what I want to begin a series on today. I want to begin a series on the master of breakthroughs. The master of breakthroughs. I believe God's going to give you more than one breakthrough this year. I believe there are many breakthroughs for you this year. Come on, we're not going to be held back. Let me define the word breakthrough. The word breakthrough. The word breakthrough means significant or sudden advance. Any significant or sudden advance, development, achievement, or increase in knowledge or understanding that removes barrier to your, to your progress. Or barriers, because there's more than one breakthrough. Any significant or sudden advance, development, achievement, or increase in knowledge or understanding that removes a barrier or barriers to your progress. I decree over your life this year, barriers are being removed. I decree that walls are coming. I decree that we're moving forward in Jesus' name. Difficulties and challenges in life often create barriers that impede our progress and our dreams. Listen to me, difficulties and challenges 
in life often create barriers that impede our progress and our dreams. When it feels like everything you have tried isn't working and circumstances are standing like an impenetrable wall before you, you need a breakthrough. Listen to me, everybody. Seated here today, there are individuals who need a breakthrough. Breakthroughs are needed in relationships here today. There are individuals in this service who need breakthroughs in your relationship. Relationships that are grinding to a halt or they have come to a standstill altogether. You need a breakthrough in a relationship. There are those here today who need a breakthrough to wisdom. And I decree it's coming to you in 2023. You are breaking out of uncertainty and indecision. I decree over your life that you're breaking through. First, you're breaking out, and then you're breaking through. You're breaking out of indecision, and you're becoming an incredible decision maker. Chains of confusion and complexity that have held you captive are being broken off your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I see you breaking through to clarity. I see you breaking through to simplicity. Your life has become so complex. I see you breaking out of complexity and breaking through to simplicity. In the mighty name of Jesus, life is becoming simple again. Can you remember those days when life was so simple? It's so wonderful. It's actually such an incredible, incredible thing. The Bible says that as the church of Jesus Christ was birthed, the Bible says they ate their meals with simplicity and singleness of heart. There's just something about breaking out, breaking those chains of complexity off of our life, keeping us where we can hardly move. Everything has become so difficult. Everything has become so pressured. And we're gonna break out of that this year. And we're gonna start dancing again. Come on, we're gonna start simply enjoying Jesus again. And enjoying God's people again. Come on, I'm ready for some breakthroughs in my life this year. Listen to me, the disorganized are breaking through to organization. The disorderly are breaking through to order. You're so disorganized. Come on, come on guys. Some of you, you don't even, it's a struggle for you to find two socks that match. Your socks are everywhere. I decree order over your life in 2023. It takes you a half hour to get dressed, just like the ladies, and you're not a lady because you're so disorganized. You can't find anything. You got drawers 
that are stacked full. My Lord, you don't even know what's in there. And you dare not put your hand in there because something may grab it. I call you breaking through this year to organization. Come on, everybody. Both socks matching. Some of you have become content with what is your life. Some of you have become content with what is your life. But God is saying it's time for a breakthrough to the fulfillment of his purpose. Most of what, listen to me, most of what a breakthrough requires is for you and I to have the courage and the bravery to stop settling for second best. Most of what a breakthrough requires is for you and I to have the courage and the bravery to stop settling for second best. Come on, in 2023, let's believe for the breakthrough that defies all of our ideas. Let's believe for the breakthrough that defies all of our preconceptions. I want you to listen as I seek to wrap this up. A breakthrough from the master of breakthroughs. You've got to get this. Oh, you've got to hear me. This is what I'm going to start today. I won't, I won't even get nowhere near the finish, but we're going to take it from this point. You've got to hear this statement. A breakthrough from the master of breakthroughs is a process, not an event. Now, if we're talking about the master of breakthroughs, there's other breakthroughs that you can seek to organize. But when we're talking about the master of breakthroughs, then you have to understand that with him, with God, to bring breakthrough in your life, it's a process. And in my life, it's a process. It's not an event. So starting today, let's look at David's process to attain the breakthrough over his enemies. The first part of the process or the first phase of the process which David went through. Number one, I go through a crisis. The first part of the process, I go through a crisis. After the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they all went to search for him. Now I want you to see this. Listen to me, guys. The Bible says they all, the entire nation, every Philistine, think of it. David had already taken out their champion called Goliath. But now this scripture in our text says all the Philistines, when all the Philistines heard that David was anointed king, all the Philistines came to search him out. And they had one goal in mind, to do to him what he did to Goliath. They had one goal in mind, take him out. Now this is amazing. Our text is from 2 Samuel chapter 5, and it begins in verse 15. But if you go back to the beginning 
of 2 Samuel 5. It begins with David being anointed king by all the leaders of Israel. I mean, brother, think about it. All of the wazeh, all of the who's who, all of the top people gathered together and said, you are our king. You are our king. And they've, they committed themselves to him and anointed him. And so that's how the chapter begins. And then you read from that point, David heads over to Jerusalem and he dispels a few radicals and he settles there. And it's interesting. Once David settles in Jerusalem, you know what he does? He renames the city. He renames it the city of David. Keep that in mind. The next thing we see in 2 Samuel 5, the king of Tyre, his name was, was Hiram, the king of Tyre. Just out of the blue, he sends his best carpenters, his best stonemasons, and all the materials. And just out of the goodness of his heart, he builds David a palace. Buddy, things are going well for David. The whole nation gets together, anoints him as king. He walks into Jerusalem, gets rid of a few Jebusites, brings out, gets into the, and, and he, he establishes himself in Jerusalem. And then it says that he renamed it City of David. And then King of Tyre, Hiram comes in and he builds David a palace. And the next thing we read, David moves into his palace brings all of his wives, all of his concubines. He brings all of his family. They list, they give the list of everybody and they have an, a palace, a moving day into the palace. Things are going so well until we get to verse 17. Immediately after David moves in the palace with all of his family, suddenly a crisis comes into his life. And his crisis had a name. His crisis had a name. It was called the Philistines. David knew well about these Philistines. This was the most hostile nation of any nation to ever come against Israel. The Philistines, it's amazing how much airtime that the Bible gives the Philistines. The Philistines are mentioned 286 times in the Bible. Their land, the land of the Philistines is mentioned eight times. And we learn something about the Philistines. Almost every time that the Philistines are mentioned in the Bible, it's usually, it's almost every time the Philistines are mentioned, it's usually because they are opposing something that God wants to do. And they just suddenly appear. They just come out of the woodwork. They come out of nowhere. And you read about the Philistines in these 286 mentions in the Bible. And the Philistines, I mean, everything seems to be going so good in the nation. But all of a sudden, the Philistines, 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 Philistines. And here's David, he's just been anointed king. He's now taking this time to get his armies together and to get the nation settled. 
He's got a brand new palace. He's got all of his family and his wives in this palace. He's suddenly the Philistines. They rise up. You know why they rise up? Because they heard that David was anointed. They heard that David had been anointed. When you begin to move under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, when you begin to seek to follow under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, do not be surprised when the Philistines rise up. So almost every time they're mentioned, they are opposing what God wants to do. And here they are opposing God's leader. They're opposing God's leader. David's crisis is a military crisis. And David is stunned. David is ill-equipped. He's not in a place where he feels prepared to deal with with such a hostile foe. Does this sound familiar to you? You don't feel prepared. You feel ill-equipped. He's a crisis. Listen, experiencing a crisis, that's the first part of the process to position us for a breakthrough. In Scripture, we see a pattern, and I want you to take note of this. We see this pattern all through the Bible, all through the Scripture. Seldom is seen without a crisis on the scene. In the Bible, breakthrough seldom is seen without a on the scene. Why does God, the master of breakthroughs, allow us to go through such perplexities in order to break through to the next level? Why does God, the master of breakthroughs, allow us to go through such Challenges in order to break through the next level. Now you got to hear this as I, as I continue. Because the daily average life for most of us is not enough to break us out of our routines, our ruts, and our mindsets. Why does the master of breakthroughs allow us to go through such perplexities? such difficulties in order to break through to the next level. Why do we find it such a challenge to break through to the next level? Because our daily average life is not enough for most of us. It's not enough to break us out of our routines and to break us out of our ruts. And our mindsets, you see, the crisis wakes us up and the crisis slaps our spiritual senses back to reality. The crisis wakes us up and it slaps our spiritual senses back to reality. The master of breakthroughs has a great, breakthrough, several of them for you this year. Come on. 
And don't be, a, don't be surprised if things around you, because of the anointing that you carry, because of who you are in Jesus Christ, because of what he's done and is doing in your life, raising you up higher, raising you up to go to a greater place, a greater level. Do not be surprised when out of nowhere the Philistines rise up. They want to come after that anointing. They want to come after that anointing. The forces of darkness want to come after your purpose. And so what do we do? You know, we change our routine. You know, our spiritual senses are, well, we get slapped back to reality. God allows us to face a challenge or a daunting obstacle that pushes up us, pushes us up against our faith and our belief in him. You know, sometimes we ask for these things by our decisions and by our times. We ask for these things. decisions and because of our choices the choices that we make and sometimes we don't even ask for them at all it just happens sometimes it just happens you see David's crisis was involuntary David's crisis was involuntary he had done nothing to bring this on himself he didn't want it But one thing is for sure, he had to respond to it. And so must we. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10 says, if you fell, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. If you fall, this is the message Bible. If you fall to pieces, In a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. So what are we to do, church? Keep sacrificing. Keep singing. Keep seeking. Stay sanctified. Keep sharing. Singing. Keep seeking. Keep sanctified. And keep sharing. And guess what? When the comes, get ready to rename the place where you have been dwelling. Get ready to rename the place. If you keep sacrificing, if you keep singing, if you keep seeking, if you keep sanctified, if you keep sharing, your breakthrough, you're being positioned. Your breakthrough will come. And when your breakthrough comes, get ready to rename the place where you have been dwelling. Rename chaos to calm. Rename sickness to soundness. Rename poverty to provision. Rename fear to focus. Rename compromise to conformity. Rename excuses to excellence.
rename intimidation to initiation in Jesus' name. Can we really give God the glory and give God the praise today? I see you renaming some places today. I want to ask you a question, Pastor. I have begun 2023 in a crisis. Lift your hands. I have begun 2023 in a crisis. Look all of these hands. My word, my word, my word. Economic crisis is so plaguing our country right now. Come on, we are in such an economic crisis in this nation. The average individual is so struggling to put food on the table right now. There's crisis everywhere around us. Everything around us so often is a crisis, it seems. Keep your hands up. I want to pray for you. Listen, if your hand is raised, I just want you to keep singing. Don't let anything steal your song. Come on, if your hand is raised, keep seeking and fasting. Come on, if your hand is raised, stay sanctified. Come on, worship and magnify Jesus and exalt his name. Keep sharing. Father, look upon your people right now. We are being positioned for a breakthrough in Jesus' name. And we thank you, the master of breakthroughs. We serve the master of breakthroughs. And Lord David felt so ill-prepared and ill-equipped for what he was facing from an entire nation. God, these weren't just a few people. This was an entire hostile nation against him, against him as one man. But Lord, the sweet psalmist of Israel, he kept singing. Lord, he would not allow himself to be moved. He kept seeking by asking you, should I go to battle or not? He kept himself sanctified and set apart. Lord, he kept himself in that place of sacrifice. And I thank you even now for coming to your church, coming to your people who are standing in the midst of their crisis. And God, we decree breakthrough over them. We decree that they're being positioned and aligned for the supernatural, the supernatural. We cry for the supernatural breakthrough. I thank you today that many are first breaking out. They're breaking out. They're breaking out from that which has held them down. And God, they're moving forward in Jesus' name, seeing a great breakthrough in their lives this year, this day, this week, this month. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, everybody, let's have a great breakthrough week. Let's have a great breakthrough week. God bless you.